0: go. <laughs> Hi everybody! I'm Tim Johnson and Stacey Borro. Hi. Uh, we're on in the neighborhood today. Today we have a special crew. We have the Peoria Humane, Humane Society here today. Mm-hmm. Do you like dogs? Yes. Do you like cats? Of course. Um, penguins? Yes. Okay. Well, I, don't <laughs> think they have I had went, just haven't owned a saying, penguin. <laughs> yeah, that would, be, that the would be a lot the others. Especially in the winter. So. Um, <laughs> Today, uh, we're going to talk with them and go through the great things that they do here at the Humane Society, and um, wanted to also tell you that we are going to be doing the St. Jude's Run this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to be doing it. You're trying to talk me into <laughs> doing it. <laughs> Why not yeah, run if run. you're going to be doing it? But we're going to be filming and streaming it live, uh, but we're also doing a um, session every month that highlights what St. Jude's is, and all the great things that they do. Matter of fact, we're doing a double show today. So okay. a little bit later on, we're going to be talking uh, with uh, Molly and Amber from St. Jude Runs and uh, all the great things that they do. Um, monthly shows, will be at the race event, and our next show is going to be that. So stay tuned. Humane Society coming up. Thanks.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to In the Neighborhood with your hosts Tim Johnson and Stacy Borgo. Together, they are finding out what makes the heart of the Heartland Beat. They sit down with people in your community that lead organizations, businesses, and government. You'll learn who they are and what they're involved in and why. They are the people in your neighborhood. It's In the Neighborhood with Stacey Borgo and Tim Johnson.
0: Go: Welcome, Kitty. And Brittany Barnes. Welcome. Welcome. So uh, what's, what's going on? What do you guys do?
2: <laughs> well, we do a variety of things, but you know, our, kind of our mission is inspiring or helping people to help animals. And the beauty of the Peoria Humane Society is everything that we do to help animals and people is local. It's right here in Peoria, and I think that's part of what you guys are mm-hmm. really about, too. Yeah. Yep. And who do you have here with you today? This pretty girl's name is Prima, and she was actually found as a stray um, here in Peoria and brought into the shelter. So um, Peoria Shelter is called PCAPs, but they are um, right next door to us. And so their mission, of course, is to house animals and find new homes for them and, and help them when they need to. She's probably yeah. getting tired of sitting she there, is. huh? <laughs> she's been doing really well, but she's only a year old. Um, really? Yeah, so she's a pretty young cat. And, you know, I'm just thankful that she got to the shelter so mm-hmm. that she could, you know, be safe and find a good home. Mm hmm.
0: Awesome. I, I want to spend my time playing with the cat. You know, it's, it's.
2: You can't bring out your laser.
0: I guess I would yeah.
2: be. No lasers.
3: I'm a little <laughs> bit be more over there. <laughs> of
0: a dog person than a cat person, but love all animals. Big and small.
2: We appreciate that. No penguins,
0: though.
2: (laughs) I don't have any experience with penguins. I don't know about you, Brittany. <laughs> yeah, I
0: love them, but I don't
4: think they make the best house pets.
2: Right. So, so you guys only do house pets? No. Actually, the shelter um, does house anything and everything. They're an open Good. admission shelter, so that means that it, literally anything that comes to the doors will come in. Such um, as? Well, over the years, <laughs> that's included a lot of things. Um, we've actually had a pelican. It was you know, not a penguin, but a, a wild pelican. Um, Ended up going to a rescue down south. I've seen um, caiman, which are small alligators. Had lots of, you know, large snakes like boa constrictors and pythons. Um, We've had, you know, wild animals, you know, any kind of common indigenous wild Mm -hmm. animal, including skunks and raccoons and possums and, of course, birds and deer and all that. Gosh, I'm trying to think. You were were in the shelter for hours. Some of the other unique. The,
4: the strangest thing I saw was the alligator. Yeah. Um, and it was it was decently sized, if I remember right. Um, but. Yeah. Yeah, we don't adopt those kinds of things out. Um, (laughs) That's
3: (laughs) probably good. (laughs) Yeah,
4: we send those, you know, to various rescues and um, rehabilitators to get them back in their natural habitat. But, you know, in the meantime, to keep them safe and out of the bad situation that they're in, um, the shelter will house them for a bit.
3: Because you said that they're bringing in raccoons and deer and stuff, so... When
2: they're hurt, or why would... Okay. Yes, that's a very good question. Because I was so like, I, why are they bringing was you the animals my that next <laughs> step around, is to, I'm confused. Yeah. No, we, it's, it's considered a rehabilitation situation. Okay. So the animal's injured, hurt, it's been displaced, it's in the wrong spot at the wrong time. Possibly it could be um, posing a threat to a human. Okay. So if they get in the dwelling of a home, then that's when an officer would be called. So um, if we find
3: a raccoon in our house or a snake, then we call you guys? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I was supposed to call when I had
2: the snake. Mm. It gets a little tricky because people you know, like, will call when it's on the roof or it's gotten you know, into some part of the house, but it literally has to be inside the dwelling of the home for the officers. There are um, organizations that help with that. There's a nuisance control, but oh. it is something that you would be paying for privately as a citizen. So, but, the, and I, I'm glad that you said that because we definitely don't want to promote people bringing a raccoon in the <laughs> pet or, you know, it, really any wild animal. And, and actually, you know, all kidding aside, they're protected by state and federal laws. So the, okay. you really are not supposed to be housing any wild animal unless you're licensed by the state or, you know, to house them and to rehabilitate them. But the goal is always to get them back in the wild if they can be And if not, then we have people that will, you know, keep them, um, again, under the license of their Mm -hmm. rehabilitator Hmm. permit.
0: Interesting. I had a, uh, uh, I used to deliver furniture a long time ago, and um, we delivered to this house, but it wasn't a normal house. It looked kind of like an abandoned house when we got there, but they had um, pets, but they weren't pets. There were people that had taken in exotic animals and um not necessarily legally right and so this was a rescue where people could actually bring those so they had tigers they had uh leper is
2: that here in peoria it was up in chicago i was gonna say well, still probably they yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and
0: so they would be the rescue that would come in and and bring them in they it wasn't a zoo or anything like that but yeah, pretty yeah. wild. It
2: gets a little tricky. Some of those rescues can get into trouble because they house more than they should and yeah. don't have the proper permits. And it's complicated. So we always tell people, you know, contact your local, you know, official and find out, you know, what you are allowed to have and not have. I mean, on a separate note, we've here in Peoria, we've had people with mountain lions and bobcats in apartments um, <laughs> It, yeah, and keeping them, you know, That's as great. pets um, wow. until they got to the point where they were too big. And then, of course, it became a, a threat where, and a problem. they start biting. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> their arm off. Yeah. Yeah, so don't don't really recommend oh that. my goodness.
0: <laughs> so what's the real purpose behind the Humane Society?
2: <laughs> I'm going to let you answer. You're so going to give me that one? Well, I okay. just... Y- Get you
4: talking too. (laughs) Um, We have a whole lot of programs. Basically, our main focus is to support the animals in need in the Peoria area. Um, That includes the animals that are in the PCAP shelter um, which is the county run shelter here in Peoria. Um, you know, they are the open admission shelter. So they're, they're very busy. Um, and the humane society can step in when they are overworked and help promote some of the animals, you know, like bringing Prima here today. Um, we're not tied down to actually having to care for, you know, the day to day care for the animals. So we're able to, to kinda get them out into the community and make sure they get adopted. Um, we, do special events, um, to raise awareness about the population issues that we have here and just education on some of the animal welfare issues that we have. Um, Mm -hmm. we have a spay-neuter program. Um, we have a volunteer program for the animals that are in the shelter currently. Um, kitty goes and visits schools to try to raise a new generation of animal lovers. Um, Mm -hmm. so we have our, we have a, we wear a lot of different hats at the Humane Society, but our main goal is to make sure that, um, The animals are, the the ones that are in need are helped out in whatever way. Um, Yeah. Yeah, they
2: need it. You know, we recognized a long time ago that there was this strong bond between humans and animals. And Mm -hmm. so when you look at that, you know, especially in times of crisis and disaster, some people will, you know, go without food to help their pet or to feed their pets mm-hmm. especially our senior population some of them will um, we've had domestic violence situations where a woman will refuse to go into shelter because she doesn't want to leave the pet behind so when you think about that you know that mm-hmm. that's pretty strong i mean look at what happened in katrina literally people were camped out on rooftops with their dog or cat because they didn't want to leave them and so you know, that's a pretty strong bond. So yeah. we come alongside people to support them in that. Um, we do have an assistance program for community pets. If someone has, you know, a need with a pet that's in their home, we can help assist them to get it treated or, you know, a surgery or whatever is you know, come up to um, just to allow them to keep the pet. And, uh, and that way they don't have to give it up because of that strong bond. Mm-hmm.
0: We've talked with some food shelters that actually provide food for animals too mm-hmm. because... Um, sometimes people love their pets so much that they sacrifice and feed their animals and not feed themselves. Absolutely. So it's always good, good th- cause for that. So if we know of somebody that's mistreating an animal, um, we should probably contact you guys.
2: Well, and w- you know w- we can definitely take the call, but we're going to refer them over to the shelter because they're, they're their enforcement body. Okay. Um, they so-
4: have the legal. Um, Rights, I guess, yeah, yeah, authority Mm -hmm. to actually go into the houses and check and make sure the welfare is, you know, the animals taken Mm -hmm. care of. Mm -hmm. Whereas we're more supportive of if it's a situation where the people fell on hard times and they just need, you know, a helping hand to kind of get back into a good place, we would step in in those situations. But if it's like a, you know, there's cruelty or something like that going on, then that would be more of an animal control situation.
2: we're really blessed to have five animal control officers that work for the county of Peoria. So they're Mm -hmm. out, you know, in the trenches every day, you know, not only rescuing animals, but enforcing the law and making sure that everyone is safe. So I feel really, um, I'm really glad that we have that because some communities just don't, they don't have that. They have a police department, but they really don't have time to kind of help out on the animal side Mm -hmm. of things. Right. So yeah,
4: I came up actually working at the shelter um, when I first started, and so I kind of saw that side of it, and I had no idea the volume of calls that they take every single day. Right. I mean these, these men and women are out there um, trying to help dogs you know that are running loose on 74 and you know getting them safe and um, cruelty right. situations, neglect situations, just all kinds of things that, you see on tv on those animal rescue shows and you know it it makes for good tv but that stuff is actually happening and you know that's these people's jobs and it's just amazing that we can help support them in that
2: they're definitely the first responders and sometimes you know we our officers are getting the animal out of the situation getting them to safety at the shelter and then the animals sometimes do move on they either get adopted or they go to another Mm -hmm. organization but kind of people forget that you know the animal control officer was the first one to get that animal moved on and so it's it's a big deal and we try to support them especially if an animal comes in that's kind of got some serious injuries or really needs immediate vet care we're gonna um, you know Prairie Humane Society is going to pay for that and make sure the animal has what it needs like Brittany said. The best chance of adoption. Absolutely. She's thinking about making a run for it. (laughs) She spied something over there.
3: And the reflections in the glass, too. Maybe the
2: plant. (laughs) (laughs) Not edible. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Not on the safety list.
3: So volunteers, what do volunteers do for you guys?
4: What do you need? um, Anything and everything. Um, We have... You know, of course, dog walkers, cat socializers that come in and pet and play with the cats. Um, You know, because some of them do come from not the best situation. So they need a little time before they're just thrown in with the family. And our volunteers are really um, good about making sure that they're, you know, used to being petted and held and loved and that that's not strange to them. Um, And then we have, you know, office workers that help us file and, um, we have different volunteer groups. You know, if there's a business that um, wants to do a volunteer day, uh, we have a lot of groups contact us. They'll come down and do things like um, clean out our shed. I know we've had the Rivermen before come down. and That was a lot of fun. They were
2: kind of cute. So I had a couple pictures with them, you know, and it was – I didn't really want to be in the pictures, but – <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and the trails outside. I mean, we mm-hmm. actually have a nice little walking area, and so we have volunteers that kind of keep those trails clean and plant things and stuff like that. Is Special there, events, um, you know, we have wine and whiskers oh, coming yes. up. So yeah. we yeah. definitely have volunteers that help us to pull it off. There's only three of us that work um, at the Humane Society, wow. so we really rely on our volunteers. Um, now, the shelter, of course, has you know more staff, um, but the volunteers are crucial to making things happen.
0: Mm-hmm. What would a volunteer do?
2: Well, so if they, if they wanted to help directly with the animals, you know, hands-on, they could walk dogs, they could socialize cats, mm-hmm. um, they can help with baths. Um, we have volunteers that go out and help at some of our um, off-site adoption areas like Petco, so we, I know that volunteers go there daily, I think, and mm-hmm. kind of uh, help care for the cats. So wow. that's a big deal. Now, if you don't want to be hands-on, uh, Brittany mentioned, you know, the office, the front office, mm-hmm. they need help with filing, you know, special events. You're not going to probably have too much direct hands-on with the animals, but you're going to be helping us to carry off an event. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have volunteers that help with the education program, too. So we go out to the schools. Um, and uh, do programs, and we have a camp in the summer, which a lot of people don't know about, but wow. it's fifth grade to high school age, so I have a couple volunteers that help me with that. Um, Pet therapy, if anybody's interested, I always put a plea out, we mm-hmm. always need more people to help with that. But that's a little different. They're a volunteer for the Pure Humane Society, but they're actually taking their own dog out to a facility. So these are mm-hmm. dogs that have been evaluated and trained to go out and visit with people and offer encouragement. But always, always looking for people, especially during the day. You know, it's perfect for a retired person that has mm-hmm. a, a nice, friendly dog that likes to go out and be around people. Mm-hmm. So that is definitely something that I would love to see more.
3: How with. does someone volunteer? Do you have a
2: website that they go to, forms they have to fill out? We do, and we actually just got a brand-new volunteer brochure. We're super excited about it. It looks great, but it's going to be out and about here soon.
4: Mm-hmm. You can get the information online on our website, um, and it, it breaks down all the different things that you can apply for as a volunteer. Um, but mainly, you know, just give us a call, um, shoot us an email, any of that, There's and we'll, we'll hook you up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can call the 682-9015. Okay. And our website's peoriahs.org. Okay. Um, and our Facebook page um, is facebook.com slash Peoria Humane Society. Okay. So all of those are great ways to um, reach out mm-hmm. yeah, and help. Yep.
0: yep. Awesome. So uh, what kind of fundraisers do you do? <laughs> uh,
4: well, we've done Bark in the Park for 21 years now. I think this will be our 22nd Something year. It is.
3: Um, wow. And
4: this... Uh, if you don't know what that is, um, first of all, where have you been? Um, <laughs> Signs are everywhere. Yeah, um, yeah, it's down at the Peoria Riverfront. It's a day for you know owners to bring down their dogs. Um, first and foremost, a fundraiser to try to you know that's our biggest one for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's it, it's like a festival. You come, you bring your dog. We have a, a talent show. We have paw print painting. We have a whole bunch of different things you can do, um, and then just this will be our fourth year for wine and whiskers um, okay. you know for years we've had bark in the park and all of our cat people are saying well what are you doing for us um, so I so here I started we are. <laughs> I started four years ago um, and this was kind of my first kickoff uh, to being a part of the Humane Society because I'm a huge cat person so um, wine and whiskers is geared more towards cats um, now of course you know we have the crossovers if you're a dog lover you can still <laughs> come and have a good time um but this one's supposed to be geared more for cats we don't we don't have you bring your cat because as most cat people know <laughs> that would, that be would not disastrous. be fun,
0: <laughs> would
2: be
4: fun
3: would. maybe for a minute yeah I know. it yeah. Be a little scary it for would. those that aren't the <laughs> <laughs> right?
4: it would not be good if for anyone cats included so um yeah we just ask you to come out and have a good time and um we'll we'll Tell you a little bit more about what we do, and you can have a good time doing it. So,
3: right.
0: so are you thinking about something for those that have pet pigs? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know, I,
1: don't, <laughs> I, I actually don't think like, like to mainstream
2: a lot, yet. But I don't oh my know. My goodness. We're kind of busy. I don't think that's going to really fit into our <laughs> schedule at the I'd moment. <laughs> Maybe down the road. Yeah.
3: Right. Uh, so, uh, I, something I hear about all the time is how many cats people have. What is the limit that someone is supposed to have in regards to cats?
2: Well, it depends on <laughs> if you're in the city or the county, uh, Peoria County. So someone a- in the city of Peoria. So after four pets, you're supposed to have a multiple pet license. So that's dogs. And so that's cats. pets in general. So
4: yeah, technically there's no limit, um, okay. but if you have a certain amount, you do have to have a multiple pet license, and with that comes yearly inspections, and um, you know you have to be able to take care of mm-hmm. what you have. Mm-hmm. So that's the most important thing because yeah. the number is different for everybody. You know, five cats for one person could be too much, but for another family, you know, the cats are their lives and
0: I've known a few people that one cat was too much. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't take care of it. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah and that'll happen. So um, as long as you're taking good care of them, there's technically no limit as long as you make sure that you're licensed. The city of Peoria is four. Um, Peoria Heights is actually after two. Okay,
3: and I don't know. I again, forget. this is
4: my shelter knowledge. So, okay. <laughs> so Peoria um,
3: Heights is two. Yeah, yeah. And um, what? So and what's
2: Peoria County? Then. Well, see, that's the thing. Once you're outside of the city, you're if you're in the county, it's different. As she mentioned, there's no limit, but oh, there's no limit. But you always are going to be subject to being licensed, no inspected well, or looked at if it becomes a okay. problem. So, so if, if you're in the county
3: but outside of the city, you can have any number that you want. You
2: really can yes, but as every long d- as- well,
4: <laughs> there's no law that says you. <laughs> Like, what? you can take care of. There's no number.
2: No, I know. I'm okay. saying there's no number. But if there's a problem and right. you get a call, someone, you know, reports you as come, a cruelty sure. case situation, then they're going to come and look at you, and then they're going to decide okay. what to right. do. But there, yeah, you're not limited. And then now, if you live outside of Peoria County, I mean, like, now, we're... <laughs> I know. We live in Woodford County <laughs> yeah. now,
4: and there's there's no... It's,
2: yeah. So it's there's different.
4: Yeah. It really yeah. is. So why I
3: wonder why Peoria has their number of... Just because from being in the city, you That's know, interesting. I personally, I or think the number Puri- of issues
2: that we've had, possibly, but Peria oh. County has a really strong animal welfare program. They have had, um, you know, Lauren Malmberg, she was the director for years, okay. and you know, Bridget currently is, and they really, I feel like they just do such a good job with, you know, enforcing the laws and so,
4: and I, lobbying for. For stricter laws. Yeah,
2: I mean, you um, step outside of Perry out of County, animals. and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of a little bit scary sometimes in these smaller communities. But you know, thankfully along the way they saw a need for protecting animals, mm-hmm. and I think some you know sometimes you have to back that up with an ordinance or a law, and you have to enforce okay. it. And it's a good thing for the animals.
0: Okay, this is a I'm, I'm setting you up for this one, spade, dinner, and chip, for. Uh,
2: oh, do you guys do the chip?
0: No. Do you recommend it?
2: Oh. <laughs> So now you're just taking us in a whole nother direction. (laughs) He's trying to get us to, I mean, that's not controversial, though. Oh, I would say
4: absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean,
2: absolutely get chipped. Yeah. Does it, hurt? Does it hurt them? Well, it's part of an adoption. Know, you when you adopt an animal from the shelter, it's actually required now by law in Illinois okay. that animals are spayed, neutered, and microchipped. But for individual pet owners, yes, I'd say it's a good idea, and I would recommend it. But you know, am I going to say that you're a bad pet owner if you didn't get right. your pet chipped? No, right. I'm not going <laughs> to say that. But, but it's, it's nice when you adopt, because actually the adoption fee of $100 for dogs and $75 for cats includes that. So it's it's a good deal, you yeah. know. Another reason to adopt from the shelter. But yeah, if you get a, a dog or cat from somewhere, I mean, yes, you should microchip it. Yeah. yeah,
4: personal opinion. If you have a cat, especially, I mean, the the return to owner rate of cats is so low, um, and the microchips can make such a difference. That is the biggest guarantee that your you will that your cat will come home if they ever escape your house. Yeah. Um,
2: so. I mean they have to get to a vet's office or, or they have to get to a that shelter. That was my next question that's, going to be. So if you little... find a pet,
3: how do you even know whose owner it is? So you have to take it
2: you do. to any veterinary clinic. You could yeah. walk in and or? Well, I mean, what we're going to suggest that you do, though, is report it to the shelter or bring it into the shelter. Because if mm-hmm. it's a stray, l- legally, it's supposed to be kept for at least three days to give the owner a chance to reclaim it. So if okay. somebody finds a dog or cat and then just keep it in their home and they don't tell anyone, oh. that could be somebody's pet. Oh, well, sure. So we want to get them in, you know, mm-hmm. and and there's an opportunity if you found an animal for you to keep it at your house. You can mm-hmm. have a found cat or dog at your house, but just make sure you get that, Chip looked at, you know, just make sure, have them scanned so that there isn't somebody out there waiting for it. I would be really (laughs) upset if someone found one of my cats and then just kept it. It would be awful. I I was
3: just more so curious as to where you can take a pet to get scanned because, you know, a lot of times it's going to be in the middle of the night and you found an animal running in your neighborhood and you want to return them, but yeah, as you see all the found or seen on the Facebook And, and wherever else. Any
4: vet's office should be able to do it. And, you know, if you bring them into the shelter, they can scan them as well. Animal control officers have the scanners with them. So, um, yeah, I would say definitely call the shelter. Not only can, you know, you report the animal found and their microchip number there in case, because they're supposed to be the place that people call when their animal is lost. Mm -hmm. Um, They keep a list of lost animals too. Um, Anyone that comes in looking for an animal can report their animal missing. So if you call into the shelter, they can look through their list and say, oh yeah, I see here we have a dabby cat missing from that area. Mm -hmm. And they can put you in contact with, you know, the possible owner. So they're definitely the best resource to go, but any vet will be able to scan for microchip as well.
2: I would just suggest people call. I mean, if they want to take it to their own vet, you know, just give them a call and say, you know, do you have a universal scanner that will scan for any type of microchip and and make sure that they're, you know, able to take you in because sometimes strays, um, they're not in the best of shape. And so you want to make sure the clinic is up for whatever you're bringing in and (laughs) safety first. I mean, if you find a stray and it's aggressive or it's Mm -hmm. really sick or it has, you know, know, something wrong with it, you know, absolutely call in Perry County, call the shelter because the officers will pick them up and, you know, get help for them as opposed to you getting injured or bit or scratched um, along the way.
0: Awesome. We have just a little bit of time left. Um is there anything else that we need to cover?
2: I think we want to cover the details of Wine and Whiskers. I mean, I know sure. that it's awesome. timely. It's, it's actually, you know, coming up tomorrow, <laughs> so we want Brittany to have an opportunity to kind of just give the details about when and where and Sure. All yeah. That.
4: Um we do have some tickets left. Uh we will be selling them at the door. Uh you can still buy them online right now. Um again, purehs.org. Um it's $50 and that includes um unlimited wine tastings and spirit tastings. Um, there's live music. There's hors d'oeuvres. We have a awesome, awesome silent auction mm-hmm. um, that includes tickets, our park hopper passes to Walt Disney World. Wow. Um, all kinds of local gift cards. I mean, there's something for everybody in this, really in is. this auction. Um, we do a wine pull, which is where you – Pay $20 and you pick a cork out, and it corresponds to a number of a bottle of random bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. Um, people always enjoy that. Um, let's see, what am I forgetting, kitty? Oh, yeah, our four legged guests. Yeah. Yeah, so last year we brought a kitten. And he got adopted um, at the event. He's going to come back and say hi and thank you to everyone. Cool. And we also have a mama and a baby kitten that will be there this year um, looking for homes as well. So if, you know, if you're a cat lover, we still have the, the furry friend there. So
2: Definitely.
4: Um, we're hoping to find a home for them this year as well.
2: And we did do some paw print paintings. So those little precious kitty paw prints are going to be all over <laughs> our canvas, and people can actually take those home with them, purchase them, yeah. and take them home. And of course, good food. We're going to have lots of good food. Mm-hmm. It'll be a, a lot of fun.
4: And where is the event again? It's at the Trailside Event Center, which is yeah. right above the new Treskers Bakery. I've
3: not been uh, there.
4: It's it's a lovely, lovely space.
2: We love it. Exposed brick, you know, the old wood wood floors, floors and beams. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. And there will be cake from Trafsker's too. So I just want to put that <laughs> out there in case yes. anybody really likes Trafsker's. <laughs> and what time do the doors open? They open at
4: 5. Okay. The event goes until 8. Um, you know, it's real casual. You can come in. If you can't stay the whole time, that's fine. Okay. Um, we're, we're doing big raffles this year. We have a, a wheelbarrow full of booze um, that we're raffling off. But you do have to be present to win that because we are don't want to roll that home, so <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be...
3: That sounds
2: hard. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds
0: like even dog lovers would have a lot of fun there.
2: Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. For sure. We're getting a tail switch here from this little one. And of course, we want to put in a plug for her, too. She's at the shelter and needing a home, and I don't know if we can see her pretty little... I still little. can't believe she's only a year. I know, but she's so sweet. The staff love her and the volunteers oh, love oh. her, and she, she um, needs a home forever. And what's her name again? Prima. Prima. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's got pretty eyes. I don't hair. know if we saw her eyes or not, but her Just eyes are beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. match her yeah. fur. Oh. Yeah. So for a <laughs> oh, walk She's on now. the run. She's like, I'm it's over this, right guys. Oh.
4: Those cats wouldn't have lasted this long. I know. No, so she's really,
3: actually, she's especially for a really one-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's doing good. She a great lap Aww. kitty. Well, for thank we go. you so much for bringing <laughs> her. This has been great.
0: It's been a real good time. Thanks
2: for having us. Sure.
3: Do you want to share the website one more time?
4: Sure. It's peoriaHS.org is our website. Um, Facebook page is facebook.com slash peoria humane society.
0: Awesome. And we're talking with uh, Brittany Barnes and Kitty Yanko of the Humane Society of Peoria. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. Thank you
4: guys.
1: Hello everyone. Welcome to In the Neighborhood with your host, Tim Johnson and Stacy Borgo. Together, they are finding out what makes the heart of the Heartland Beat. They sit down with people in your community that lead organizations businesses and government. You'll learn who they are and what they're involved in and why. They are the people in your neighborhood. It's In the Neighborhood with Stacy Borgo and Tim Johnson.